What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? What's up, everybody? I'm joined with Ba Walker. We break down uh, the month that was. It wasn't really a month, but the 10 games so far in the Toronto Maple Leafs season. Uh, month by month, we do a breakdown. Uh, unfortunately, this month's only like three months old, so or the season's only three months old. So uh, this is month one, and I think it's a big success for the Leafs. If you are a Leaf fan and you want to check out more of this kind of content, please let us know. Add us on Instagram at the not a, at not after thirty podcast or on any podcast catcher. Uh, with that being said, this was a fun one to do. Me and Bob break it up. It's so good, man. We had so much fun, um, and the Leafs are doing amazing. So, what's better in life when the Leafs are in first place in the division and like three points ahead of anybody close to them? So, I love it. I think it's awesome. Go Leafs, go! Lots coming on with the with the network. We have. A mustard next week coming out. We also have a milk and cookies coming out uh, right after that. A midnight owl somewhere in there, and who knows what else happens. Nothing but nets coming out. Nothing but misses coming out as well. Lots going on. So with that being said, on with the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Toronto Maple Leafs? I'm Anthony El Jefe, recording live and direct with my homeboy, Ball Walker, on the other side of the city. We're here to talk Leafs. This is Leafs edition. Ball, what's up, baby? Uh, can I just ask first, are you sure we're recording this time, man? I is it all? Triple check. <laughs> we are. The red light is on. We're recording. We are one take doing this, baby. Okay, then I am fired up to do this. I am excited that we are recording. Woo, let's talk some Leafs, buddy. Let's go! Woo! <laughs> okay, so for, I got to start with this story. So okay. after we recorded the second time of the last one, my wife's like, my wife my wife is talking to one of her friends over over Skype or one of her coworkers, and she goes, so I, I found out your husband has a podcast. What, like, what did they talk about? And she's like, I don't know. I just heard him yell, let's go like six times. I don't know. I, I don't know what they're talking about. Like, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, I'm glad that a thank you for listening and let's go, baby. Go, let's Leafs, go. go. A positive right. Leafs edition. Let's go. Yeah. So before we start, uh, last time I did last night, I did um, a double shot of vodka in my white cloth. Very Turns out it tastes like garbage. So <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the White Claw's fault either. It's because vodka's for bitches. Uh, we're going SoCo, some Southern Comfort. We're going to do b- little bombs away to start the pod. And and then I got a, a White Claw to keep me going because I'm still doing that keto life, baby. Here we go. Ba, go. Oh, he's pouring that shot so sexy right now. The liquid right at the top. That's going to go right down his throat. Let's see it. Oh, that's hot. Oh, yeah. Let's go, baby. <laughs> First, can Ball I say Walker. that's a great hoodie, dude? What? Where did you get that? Loyal to Toronto, I love it. Yeah, man. So I'll, I'll send you the link. Uh, I tried to get something going with the pod. Um, I'll, I'll send you a link. This is uh, Loyal to Toronto. I wear this every time I go on vacation, which I mean, right now is not really often. But when I did get it, <laughs> I wore it in San Diego, rocked it, very proud. Um, loyal to hockey uh, on Instagram, all one word, loyal to hockey. And they just came up with a new one, and it's in cursive, and it says B Leaf. And it has the Leaf logo. It's super sexy. I'll definitely be checking that out then. Yeah. If you put them over and let me know, we'll save on shipping. Let's do this. Okay. Hey. We got a lot. To, so we, we're doing a monthly recap about the Leafs. Uh, now, 
granted, they're only 10 games into the season, but if you really want to break it down, yeah. If you really want to break it down, when you have a 7-2-1 <laughs> record, and the only, one. Reason that, the only reason that one's there is because McDavid is superhuman and is holding that team together. Yeah. It's a good time to be loyal to the city, baby. Put the six up. Let's go. Yeah, great. I love that record. I guess because it's a shortened season, I was thinking before the pod, you always, there's that time, you know, kind of around American Thanksgiving where you kind of, it, you see the field, how it's going to play out, who shit. Obviously, it, it's not going to be that many games. I'm thinking, what, 15, 20 games you're going to start to see people in the shortened season? 7-2-1, I am very excited. And the fact oh, that you man. just brought up his name, McDavid, we lost last night. It was a good game. I'm happy Super. with the boys. You know what? Incredible game. And like I said, like the only lost last night's game, or I shouldn't, say, I shouldn't put a timestamp, but <laughs> the only reason they lost against the Oilers <laughs> in the second game yeah. um, was because McDavid really took the game to his own, that fucking end-to-end or almost end-to-end where he, he just accelerates at such a speed and still has control over everything and scored, obviously, I mean, amazing goal. And that overtime winner, okay, fine, whatever. Say what you want. Like I call it a little bit of a soft goal, not like the greatest goal. Hard to do, though. How many times do you see that saucer pass and the connection and it goes into the back of the net? It's not as frequently as you think. There's probably one in five times it works, and McDavid made it work. So I'm not, I'm not sad about the loss. I'm glad we got one point out of that game because yeah. at one point they're down 3-1. So that's my D. Oh, okay. I, I want to go back to what you just said, but two things. Yeah, first off, McDavid Dreisaitl, what a drop off to the rest of the Edmonton Oilers if those two guys are not doing anything. Totally. McDavid's on another level. Edmonton is pretty much shit otherwise without those two. And I'm not mad at him because I still think it's a good game. I'm not hating on the coach, but for once I will agree with the media pundits. I do think Marner and Matthews should have been out to start overtime. There was that 2v2 battle all night. Yeah. And I they wanted to be out there. I, it maybe wouldn't have changed the outcome, but you know, not a not a big complaint, but I would have liked to see them out there. And you and and we'll get to him too. But just just to kind of add book in that game, Toronto had a beautiful chance. Nylander in front. You yeah. know, maybe that goes in on another goaltender. And I don't think. Shit, I can't remember his name right now. Edmonton's goaltender. I don't. Like I got. Oh, I, um, thank you, Costin. I didn't think Costin was having a, a tremendous game. Anyways, I I thought that he was just. I, yeah. yeah, and I mean. It is what it is. That Hyman goal wasn't great, a great goal to have scored on you, but you know, shit happens too. You know, we get good, we get bad bounces too sometimes. So, I think that's more a pro to Hyman's uh, hand-eye coordination. That goal, how he spun around, I give credit to him much. Yeah. Instead of like the goalie getting shit on, he's an average goalie. Like he's actually playing well for this Edmonton team because besides Drysaddle McDavid, they're shit. Anyways, back to the Leafs. Yes. Highlander uh, is not producing goals, but I actually think his game has looked good. His speed. He still has those moments where I want him to get a bit tougher, a bit more grit in the like corners or more heart. He gives up a bit, leans back. All right. Still, I, I've liked what I saw from him. I have to agree. I, I think uh, I, let, let's hold off on this this conversation because yeah. we do have it kind of slated a little bit later. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we talked about how we thought the North was kind of shaped down. And like, granted, 10 games into the season, some teams haven't even played 10 games yet. But yeah. as it, as North stands right now, Toronto in first place. We both fucking called it three weeks ago. As it stands right now, first in the league, uh, first first in the conference. Leafs, Canadians, Canucks, Jets, Oilers, Flames, Sens. I mean, we knew that the top and bottom were going to look like that. Um, how do you think the rest of this North division is shaking down? 
okay, well, right now I was completely wrong about Calgary. I still think they're, they're a strong team if they can get their shit together, but uh, fuck Matthew Kachuk. Yes, I would love him if he was on the Leafs, just like Darcy Thomas. He's not. That's why I hate him. Fuck off with that. That's right. Um, honestly, I think the Canucks are pretenders. Really? Think, yeah, yeah. I don't think they're a good team. I think they have some amazing, great young players. I don't think they're there yet. Um, right. Montreal, yeah, my Toronto bias, I had them really low. They're better than I thought. I still don't think they're that great. I think there's could be that typical Montreal moment a month, two months in where Price has a set of bad games. They lose six games in a row. The whole Montreal city, Quebec province goes nuts. It happens every year with that team. So I'm waiting for that. Jets, Jets are Jets. I, I can't wait to see Dubois. Like that Patrick Line trade, um, that's going to be a tough one to play against. But yeah, so so I, I think the Flames can still pick it up. The Sens are exactly where I thought they'd be. They are shit. Right. They are yeah. shit. For, for me... Like, I, I, I had the Canadians high. I thought the Canadians are probably going to finish the, the season in third place, just outside of the playoff spot. Um, you know, the Canucks are, are, are probably a little bit better right now than I thought they were. But what I really believe is I believe the Canucks are where the Leafs were two or three seasons ago, where you're starting to see the cohesiveness, but they're not – they still are a couple pieces away. I think they got they've got some something really good building. I don't think they're there yet. So I, those guys have learned how to have a little bit of success, but they haven't really had the the they haven't learned the how to win consistently. Mind you, like listen, the Leafs they may be there now, but they haven't been there but either. So, but I'm just saying that the Canucks are are probably just two years behind where they're going to be real world beaters. Uh, for me, the Jets in fourth is kind of where I put the Jets. I always thought they're going to be a middle of the pack team. Oilers in fifth, you know, this, they're going to have to make a trade. And who they're going to have to trade, I don't know. But they're going to make a trade at some point to get real goaltending because they don't have it. They've got, like, this this dude, Skinner, who's going to play tonight, who is, like, the first goaltender, this crazy stat, the first Oilers goaltender that they drafted and kind of developed who's starting a game for them in, wow. since Devin Dubnik <clears throat> 10 years ago. Wow. That is a horrible prospect. Like, I mean, fine, goalies, you may not be drafting goalies every year, but definitely should be having more success than once every 10 years. Oh, 100%. Yeah, they're they're goalies. But what are they going to get? Flower? Like, what is the goaltending option out there right now? Yeah. I, I don't I don't know I, I I don't know yet maybe you know next time we do a hockey town Aaron Chalupa could shed some light on that I don't yeah. know what the option is but realistically if you want an A one starter or at least a solid B to kind of push Koskinen then may then maybe you go after Flurry but I don't even think Flurry's a great option because if you look at if you look at the Golden Knights they're in second they're, I mean. They're in a good spot, so why would they get rid of their backup? You know, a proven backup. Who? It doesn't make any sense to me. No, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I don't know the goaltender. And also, I want to ask. I should have looked this up. I forget. Is Mike Smith out for the year, like the season, or, or what's his injury? No, he, he's just injured. But yeah. he's he's 38 and a goaltender. I can't like as a 38 year old who's not a goaltender. Yeah. I, you know, I, I can't even imagine that. So, I, no. I, at the end of the day. Yeah, all the teams out west Canada 
improved their goaltending pretty much, except for Edmonton, the one team who truly needed it to go to the next level. And I don't know if they're going to wait to see what the Islanders situation with their rookie goaltender and Varlamov is going to work out. I mean, what are you going to do? Try and take that Bobrovsky contract off? (laughs) (laughs) They they don't have room for that. They can't do that. They won't have exactly. The downside is you don't have room to pay a goaltender. So what do you do? Do you struggle for two years until the, the cap's a little bit better? And then McDavid's now like five years into his contract, and then you might have him for another three years. Who knows? I mean, I honestly think McDavid's out of there at the end of this contract. I mean, I unless that team does something super special for him, put, brings more supporting cast, I can't see that McDavid stick, sticking around. So I don't know. No, there's no way. You can only waste so many years of a general generation talents like span. Like there, there's no way he's going to stay with Edmonton. I, they might do him a service in a couple of years and try to trade him as like a, you know Gretzky get him better yeah. pasture. They also help the team out for the future. But yeah, when they lose or they look like shit, you can see it on his face how miserable it is sometimes. Totally. Obviously, not saying he doesn't enjoy his time in Edmonton. I'm sure he loves being an oil. He loves the organization. We're not saying that, but. There's a certain moment where you got to be like, it's not working out here. Like, I got a dip. Tavares, yeah. it came home. Yeah. And and also, what you said about the Canucks, doesn't it seem like the Canucks are the Leafs if they hadn't got Matthews? You, like, you know what? That I, I see a lot of parallels. Yeah. The, the, the big thing that I see in, in uh, Vancouver is I think that – I think they, they started back end to front or, I mean – blue line and then in the goaltending situation, all that stuff back end to front where the leads went front end to back, even though they've had Anderson for like five years now, it it, that's not what I mean. I mean, it's like they were top heavy before they were bottom heavy or there seemed to be bot, or sorry, connecting bottom heavy more than top heavy. Mm, yeah, I, I see that. All right. Well, let's get, I mean, like, you know what the, the, the conference is what it is or the division is what it is. I love it. Every game seems important. Every and game. The, you know, I I haven't had the luxury of, of sitting down and watching games. If it wasn't for lockdown, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be watching these many games. But I'm proud to say, ten games into the season, I've watched every single game start to finish. I'm very proud of that. Leaf game or the whole North Division? No, the, the Leaf, all Leaf games. Oh yeah, I've caught every Leaf game. There's no. Yeah. This is COVID. What else are you gonna do? It is. It is literally the highlight of my day. Yeah, highlight of my day. No kidding. And like you said, every game matters. I got like not butterflies, but I'm fired up before every game. I've been pretty like, obviously I'm a massive Leaf fan. I do a pod with you, but it's been pretty monotone because we're just so used to the Leafs being the Leafs. Yeah. I do not feel that same way at the end of games with this Leaf team. And I know we're going to get into that, but yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's okay. go. Let's go. All right. Let's start with buds versus duds. This is who's hot. Who's not. Who are you like in 10 games into the season? Give me two or three names both ways, and then we'll go back and forth. Okay, I'll start off with a new guy to the team, and I'm going to say Wayne Simmons. He is not the same Wayne Simmons as before, but he looks fast. He's contributed three goals, the hits, that fight that won us the game. I mean, what we asked of him, he has delivered. So for my first name for a bud, is Wayne Simmons. I am so happy to see that man on the ice in blue and white. Awesome. I, I, I do like, he didn't make my list, although he was like an honorable mention. I think that's a great start. Um, when we go into buds versus duds, first and foremost, 
you're seeing you're seeing AM three four at his peak, baby. I think Austin Matthews came <laughs> to determine this season. He looks like he's on a mission. He's a mission son from the hockey gods. He looks possessed this season. Looks like his size is good. I mean, this is a motherfucker who had COVID. He's back at it, looking strong, looking like he really wants to control the pace of the game. First and foremost, number one bud for me, three, four, in the in the lights, baby. Let's go. Yeah, I left that one for you. It's unreal dropping that 15 pounds. Like that guy's hockey IQ, the place, it looks like his body's making plays before his mind registers what he's doing sometimes. How he's just like, I don't know, loosey goosey and gets out of these situations and then just snipes. The guy is so smart. I am going to do another bud, and I'm doing number 16, Mr. Mitchie Marner. You want to win back the fan base. You want to show everybody that contract's worth it. You keep playing like this. I keep seeing that flow just going up and down the ice. The the silky passes we're used to from Marner, this guy's lighting it up with JT. That flow line is buzzing. I like it. You know, for, for double M, it was, he was borderline for me duds and the reason why he was is because yeah he he got he's he's been racking up a's i get that he's getting the assists he's got a goal game winner you know like i get it but it didn't feel like he was contributing in a way like a matthews or even a simmons was it just didn't feel like it wasn't it was it was clicking but i definitely last couple games i've seen an improvement with him so he you know he's not dud nor nor bud for me but he's he's i get it he's like totally reason why he's there i get it my next bud um i'm gonna go and i didn't think i would say this this point of the season big willie style baby wow the the borderline transgender player now wearing eric lindros's number 88 willie nylander uh, I've liked, I've really liked his game this season. So far this season, 10 games in, he's won me over his puck possession, his flow through at the ice. I really like those attributes. I think he's doing something that it's, we wanted for him for a little while, which is playing with the confidence that he can do the things he kind of is envisioning. And I really think I like the goal scoring touch. I know that we've, we wanted him just to be a saucer guy to just set up Matthews. And the fact that he's taking this goal scorer persona, touch, whatever, whatever you want to say, I really feel like he's taking his game to the next level. 88, bud for me. Yeah, I'm loving the second gear from Willie, and he's definitely deserving a top two spot on this team. I'm going to keep the positive train going and go another bud. The prince who was promised, the top four defensemen just waiting in the wings, Justin Hall. The guy couldn't crack the lineup. With Babcock, he's now stopping McDavid. That metal, greasy flow through the helmet, it makes me sick. I love it. I love it. This guy's been glad, a gem. I'm glad you said that because that was my third bud. Yeah, yeah. Was with Jay Hall for sure. I, you know, I didn't see it. I didn't see I You know, when, when he was under Babcock, he played one game, had one goal. I was like, okay, there's something there. You know, Babs didn't feel it, whatever. You know, Sheldon Keith obviously believes there's something there, and he's given him the confidence. He's playing, first of all, he's playing like he's 280 pounds. Yeah. He's playing like a big body. I love it. The Leafs haven't had that big body defender in a long time. 
So it's nice to see it. Um, I do feel, I do feel like for him, it's a make or break season, but I do feel there are some times where he didn't do it for me. And um, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's a learning curve for him. I think, you know, he's like, what, 27, I think this season. Yeah, 27. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, he really needs to figure this out. Um, but if he gives us what he's given us in the first 10 games, the next 45 games or whatever it's going to be, I'm on board. That's a, I'll take that just how I think putting them guys, not, not necessarily a guy like Riley, but with Brody there, uh, Bogosian, Bogosian. Thank you. With guys like that kind of pushing him, I think he'll, he'll really groom himself and Lettinen was right there too. I really like Lettinen's game, but I want to see more before I put him on this chart. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Who do you, okay, so let's talk about some duds. Okay, my first dud, and it's a semi-dud because he hasn't done anything like really terrible. It's Tyson Brody. No, I'm sorry, TJ Brody. I'm getting him mixed up with Tyson Berry from last year because it's pretty much the same production and the same type of player right now that I've seen with Riley. I mean, four assists, it's good. It's early games, nothing too bad. He's not coughing up the puck, but there's nothing... He's not that top two D that a Stanley Cup winning Leaf team needs, I think, right now, unless maybe he's going to show it. I, I, I have to disagree with you. I don't think he was necessarily a bud. I don't think he's a dud either. I think a big contract, new team. I think there, I think there's some elements there. I've, I've enjoyed his game. I thought the first series against Edmonton, he did a really good job shutting down McDavid. Um, he didn't have as much success this time around. Uh, and a, and a ultra human like McDavid is probably going to figure that kind of stuff out. And you, you saw when it, whenever McDavid drove against Brody, you, you saw him, McDavid have the extra step there. So I, I think it's okay. I, I, I don't feel the same way. Dud number one for me, unfortunately, I have to say, is Peter Engvall. And what? yeah, you know, I just don't see it this year. And and what I mean, the way I'm going to justify that is Engvall last year had these incredible bursts of speed that you would see and you'd be like, okay, that's why he's there. He has this speed. He's got this long, langy, langy body. Langy is not really a word. Langy <laughs> body. So I was like, okay, you know, it makes sense to have a guy like this because he's got speed. He's got a little bit of a mitt. So like, let's do this. But this, I just, it feels invisible. So yeah. my number one dud, and granted, we are, we're trying to find something bad on right now a very exactly exactly but that's that's what i'm seeing with him so far bah who's your next dud so my next dud and just like you said we're trying to nitpick here so this is not typical leafs duds but i'm gonna go with barabano because i've actually liked the small sample from boyd on that line more than Barabanov. And I feel like Barabanov right now would probably be sent down to the Marlies, but he'd probably opt out of that with the KHL clause. So I really want to see more from him. Obviously, he's a guy that we signed from the KHL. We're not expecting much. He's in a fourth line role. I'm not expecting much, but he's been invisible. He's just uh, a body out there. He's one of those guys in five years. You're going to be like, who the hell was, that guy was on our t-? Oh, right. Right. You know, he, he might end the game trade for like a seventh or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, my my dud number two, uh, it, it actually hurts me to say it. I don't want to say it, but for the integrity of this podcast, I'm going to say it. Mr. Anderson. I knew you were going to say that. Freddie looks ice cold. Mm-hmm. Freddie does not look good. 
No. He's he's playing okay for you know like last last um the last game against Edmonton, he played really well. I thought he played well, but he's looking fucking soft, dude. He yeah. looks like he look he he looks like a okay goalie on uh on a really good team, which he's he's not supposed to be that guy. He's supposed to be better than okay. We need him to be better than okay. Fine, we we get it. McDavid is awesome, but come on, like there there's some goals that are being scored that I'm not happy with, especially especially that fucking Ottawa game. That Ottawa game, yeah, he looks it looked like it looked like he would, he had food poisoning and Corona at the same time. Like something was wrong with him. It, it's really soft. He, you're he's what close to thirty now, or he's over thirty. Like there's no more excuses that he gets off to a bad start every season. Fucking figure it out, okay? You're a yeah. pro. That's not acceptable. And we both know he wants to go for more money, bigger contract, which is right. But he's not winning us games. He may be keeping us a bit in games and giving us one or two saves, but he hasn't won us a game. And I don't care about the excuse that he might heat up because you know what else happens? He also cools down at the end of the season when comes playoff time. So if the same patterns repeating now at the start of the season, probably going to repeat the same thing at the end, which is so frustrating. And I don't know. I don't know if it's because of a contract year, because maybe Toronto hasn't made more of an effort to be like, Hey, we want you here. You know, like, I don't, I don't know attitude wise or, or what kind of temperature that is, but it just, it kind of blows me away. And and you're right. Like he has, he has slow starts. We know that, but motherfucker, this is a 56 game season. Yes. What you're, time do we Yeah. And okay, fine. Campbell's out, right? Like, you know, let's not beat around a bush. Campbell's out. It is what it is. Let's say a month. Hutchinson might get one start, maybe two starts in that. It is what it is. But <laughs> like, come on, like, like, let's see what you got. Let's go. Because this may be the best team you've ever played on to get yourself a ring. Yeah. Who knows? He might sign with Tampa next year and win a cup. Who knows? I don't know. But I mean, he's not going to sign with Tampa. We know that. But you got to make this work. you got to make this work. No ifs and or buts about it. You are, you are not going to find a better situation as a goalie than the Toronto Maple Leafs right now. Go, COVID just happened. Half the league can't even afford to not have fans in the state and might not even have a team. So what, you're going to go for a team that can't afford you and you want more money? Great. What team out there is going to give you not only the money, the championship caliber team that we are building, and also the chance to be the starting goaltender at your age on that team? Like, he, if he's smart, he's re-signing with, uh, with us. And at this point, I don't know if I want him to. It, it's so hard, right? Like, there's so many elements. Who knows? At the end of the day, dud. Number two dud for me. Ba, bring us home, baby. Yeah, so this dud. Number 23, Travis Dermott. Haven't seen a lot from him. But this, he just signed this contract. And this is a prove it as an NHLer contract. I truly believe Travis Dermott coming in. I watched him on the Erie Otters because he played with Connor McDavid. The OHL was full of hype those years. I thought that's a future top four D coming in. I was so excited when the Leafs drafted him. Yes, he's had some good moments. Last year, his anger, his temper, for some reason, got the best out of him a lot of times. But he is not showing anything. I mean, you're being outperformed by, like, Bogosian. What do you want? Do you want to be an NHL or what? I, You know what, dude? I didn't have a number three until you said McDermott, like, man, like, 
we thought, okay, he's signing. He wants to be here. Let's go prove it here. Let's go light the fireworks. We're going to do this. Falling flat, man. And here's what I think, honestly, what I think was going on. He sees Bogosian get signed. He, get, he sees a Brody signing happen. He's third on that list of people that they locked up, defensemen that they locked up. Yeah. Maybe it just doesn't feel the love. Maybe, and maybe he's saying, you know what? Listen, you got five guys in front of me. I, and, and then, you know, you get scratched. Lethwin comes in. All of a sudden, okay, now you're taxi squad or now you're in the, in the press box. I get it. But, dude, let's go, baby. Same thing. You need the injection just like Anderson needs the in- injection. Let's go, baby. Yeah, seriously, you're on your second coach. At a certain point now, it's personal responsibility that you've got to prove that you're an NHLer because you were excited Babcock was gone. I remember Derma's interview so fired up because Babcock was lessening his minutes. And you haven't proven Keith in any way should play you more. So just like Freddie, just like you said, step it up. Yeah, I'm in. Bob, that that was a tough one, man. Honorable mention for Duds, JTO, my man, you got it. Like, started the season hot, got the first goal for the Leafs, let's go. You know, as a captain, I kind of, like, I kind of don't really see it. But at the same time, if you have the option to have a guy like John Tavares on your team, offensively smart, defensively smart, very rarely makes bad mistakes, I, I, I really, I'm starting to see... A decline, I feel like, in his game, but his game is still such at a at a high level that it's still going to be better than 100% of the the second line centers out there in the league. I honorable mention for Dud for me. I don't know if you got any honorable mentions, but JTO is for me. Yeah, JT is not a dud for me yet. His his skating's definitely declined. Not that he was the strongest skater to begin with, but the way he can outmaneuver, outwork, out hustle guys, you know, get underneath them, get the puck, those passes, he's still so good. Um, you know, sometimes I forget that we have John Tavares on our team, and I think about it, and I'm like, oh, man, I love that feeling. That JT's our captain. <laughs> oh, Phil boy. I like it, too. You know, like any anybody who's low, like when, when Jason Spezza broke into the league, sorry, not before he even broke into the league, when he was still playing in the O, I was working for the Mississauga Ice Dogs, who don't even exist anymore, just for the record. Yeah. Yeah. But Spezza came along, and I'm like, oh, my God, this guy grew up, like, around the corner from my house. Like, that's crazy. Then, uh, in a weird turn of events, I met his hairstylist. Kind of weird. But he's like, oh, yeah, I do mad staging and Jason Spezza's hair. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? The fact of the matter is, local guys, for you and me, who, who you say, oh, I, I watched him in Oakville or I watched him in, in Streetsville, like, those things are kind of, like, mind-blowing for me. And when it, that feels like one of us, you know? It feels like one of the boys on the ice. So JTO, Jason Spezza, like all those local guys, nothing but love. 100%. Yeah. We live vicariously through you, so it's great. For sure. All right. But this season, 10 games in, have any games stood out to you? So we just talked about the Edmonton game, which I thought they played well. Yeah. Obviously, I'm going to do a shout out to that second Calgary game with the little puck flip to Mr. Crybaby. Those games sustain me, El Jefe. I want them injected into my veins when I see that bullshit go on. Because what I want to say is is hard to point out a game, but I will point out is how shit the refereeing has been and how they've affected so many games. So when I'm thinking back now, besides those few games, I am keep thinking about how the refs almost screw us or these light penalties called on us. So that's what's sticking out to me, man. How about you? What games? 
Well, obviously the, the the first loss of the season to the Sens, that stands out to me. That was a we-did-not-show-up kind of game. Yeah. The whole thing, you know, the Sens obviously came down with a, came out with a chip on the shoulder. They had their to first prove something. They had, yeah. to prove, so they had to prove that they weren't going to be the pushover seventh place out that we all pegged them to be. Little did they know that just because you win one game against the mighty Toronto Maple Leafs does not put you in first place. So... Now, their seventh place, they're kind of coming back to earth, realize, oh, shit, we're going to have our ass handed to us a whole bunch of times this year. That's fine. The, they, they, they are two years behind where the Canucks are now. Yeah. So they're four years away from even being on my radar as real competition for the Leafs. But that game did stand out to me. A, fucking ball breaker for any Leaf fan to lose to the Sens. Uh, and then the games that really stood out, I really enjoyed the, the season opener against Montreal. All the games against Edmonton, I mean, obviously we have a bit invested just because of Aaron Chalupa being such a big Oilers fan. But those games right now, McDavid probably entering the first couple of years of his mega prime. Matthews, the same thing. These two ultra stars at the same time are playing in the same division. Four games already against each other. They got like another six games against each other. That is like that. I think that's pretty awesome. So those games obviously are notable for me. Yeah. And I just want to say, actually, you just reminded me of a game that did stick out and I want to bring up. I think it was the second game we played against Edmonton. And it's the one we won where Matthews was out with a little bit of injury. And the boys showed up and still played, dominated. And that was the game where everybody was talking about how Hall shut down McDavid and McDavid didn't score that game. That game sticks out for me because obviously AM 34, hockey god in this town right now. But even without him, the boys showed up. That game stood out to me the most. I love it. What? How do you like the new style the Leafs are playing this year? I enjoy it. I also, because I forgot to do this for the buds and duds, a bud, Manny Malhotra. Okay, 42% on the power play, second in the league. I know it's early, but it's no more of that bullshit drop, pass, go in slow. That is oh a my huge God. change. He's using our speed and our skills to our advantage. I love it. So our special teams look great. And like I said before, the biggest issue I have as a Leaf fan, maybe in the last 20 years of my life, that literally caused me more heartbreak than anything, is this team doesn't know how to close out a goddamn game. Amen. Preach, they baby. don't know Preach. how to do it. Where's Kanye? Yeah. Let's go, baby. Preach. <laughs> Seriously, though, like the Boston playoffs, whatever, whatever meme about Toronto, any of our friends want to throw at us. It's always we end up blowing a lead. It's still early, but I feel confident with this team. I don't know if it was all the hype and swagger going into this. And I was trying to be like, Mr. OK, we're still Leaf fans. Calm it down, guys. The hype's a yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Calm down. Yeah. I know it's the North. Let's win a playoff series. Yes. Yeah. But this and and Fre- and this Freddie's been cold, like you said. So this doesn't even have to do with the goaltending. The team around him is helping out Freddie. So instead of the years past where not only was Freddie shit, he was getting no defense, no back checking. So then we just not only would the team tie it and end up like taking a three two lead, they'd end up beating us six three because we'd be defeated. It's not like that this year. I don't feel that I'm fired up. I have to agree. I love that. The the possession time is insane. The fact that they can spread out, like they're opening up teams with this large box formation. And yeah, and and I mean, I I'm not a fan. I hate the if I see if I never see a drop pass again, oh, I will I will never lose a minute of sleep 
I see Willie Neal in there. Ba 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 ba, and drop pass. Yeah, when they look back. Oh yeah. Oh my God, kills me. But you know what? It's still there, but it's not what it was last year on the power play. The team, the opposite team, knew exactly what to do. Yes. And then you just turn it around. Oh my God. So the fact that they're really using possession, really using their benefits, the big box cycle, I love. Teams haven't figured it out yet because they're so used to collapsing. But with a big box formation, you can't collapse. It just doesn't make any sense. You still need to touch the, the guy who has a point, the puck. So I love the fact that the Leafs are playing this big open space, really European-style game. I love it, though, because it's different and it's not fucking what other teams are expecting. And it's causing the Leafs a whole bunch of success, which, bitch, I'm open for. Exactly. That's almost kicking in. <laughs> Dude, fucking A. It's similar to what Washington does with Ovechkin and why they've had such a lethal power play for 10 to 15 years. Not only do you have that shot, which Matthews can provide, but we've got the Marner, Backstrom type passing. Now we've got the solid defense. We can move it around, spread out European style like you're saying. It's such a different power play where I truly feel there's a good chance we're going to score on every power play. Like I'm on the edge of my seat. And not to short goals constantly, by the way, on us. Yeah. That's true. I, I really enjoy. I really enjoy when you see the when there's a delayed penalty called, it and it's not like before where you know they they would try to run this play, but because teams knew it was happening, that delayed penalty would only be about four or five seconds long. Yeah. Now they ran a whole one minute delayed penalty before the penalty started. I love. I was like, if nothing less than you burn some of McDavid's fuel, exactly. I'm on board for that. They're gassing the PK guys. Like that is a good type of leaf. Yeah. And and they're hurting teams in different ways. You know, before the speed was a factor. Then the speed and goal scoring was a factor. Then it now like now it's puck possession, zone time. Like I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm in. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Let's keep moving on because I just realized we're like almost forty minutes into this pod. Okay. Oh, Jesus. So okay, so uh, we just talk about gameplay. How do you find the new signees fitting in? I know, I know Simmons was already one of your buds, so. Yeah. Um, Thornton's been injured. I don't think he deserves to go back to the first line, and he shouldn't have been there. They were using his legs, which were fresh from Switzerland or wherever. Hyman is the first line with those guys. He brings that je ne sais quoi. So Thornton, I can't really give a grade. Um, Boyd, I've kind of liked. Adam Brooks, the one game, he looked like a good kid. Barabanov, like I said, has been quiet. Um, Simmons, who else am I missing? Um, uh, Vessi. Oh, yeah, Vessi. So Vessi, I didn't realize how big of a body he is. And I sometimes like that he uses that, but he's been quiet. And I still think that eventually Mikheyev is probably going to take that spot on the second or someone else, and he'll probably move down. So it's probably not a good indictment on him playing well. And then Bogosian was terrible, I felt, the first few games. Looked like an old man and shouldn't be there. But he stepped it up, and he's actually looked a lot better, a lot quieter, which for a defenseman, a, a sixth defenseman, it's pretty good to have a quiet game, I think. I have to. I like a lot with what you said. You talk about Simmons. I, I think Simmons right now is giving a four out of five for effort, and I don't mean to knock him. But he doesn't look like he's in his rhythm just yet. It looks mm-hmm. like he's going through the motions, but he's yeah. not like smooth in those motions. Like sometimes he reminds me of Bambi on ice. Like sometimes when I watch him skate, I'm like, does he know which way to go? 
<laughs> it, it, he looks weird sometimes when he's when he's skating, but I know it's because he's not familiar yet. So I I feel like he'll get there within the next ten. Like next time we sit down, I'm gonna be praising Sims. I know that already. Um, Vessi, I thought he, I, you know, for a second line time, I feel like his numbers don't reflect how good he's even played with Matthews. I just don't think he's like hit that stride either. He hasn't gained that confidence that he needs, I feel. But I do like the point production so far. I think on what we got this guy, what kind of deal we got this guy, I think yeah. he could be a two- or three-year season leave. I think this guy is not going anywhere. I think I he's going to find a spot on this team, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, we saw Joey Anderson for like 10 seconds, and I was fine. It, it didn't do too much for me. Uh, Boyd, I did like because he did look very hungry to prove something. I was on board for that. Always love that. Bogosian is really where I think, even though we, we've signed some names, Bogosian for me, he is a big guy, not afraid to punch a guy in the face, not worried about taking that kind of penalty because he knows it's more than just punching a guy in the face. It's sending the message. Um, when he, when you saw him push Kachuk, Kachuk. off a of camel, yes. I was like, I almost said the N-word. I'd be like, that's my boy right there. Yeah. I was so I was so excited because so many times you'd see a, a defenseman lean on a stick, step up and, and skate away. But he's like, oh, oh, this red and white jersey is not supposed to be in this blue and white jersey. Get this trash off here. Bye-bye. I was happy to see that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is Bogosian really, he's the one that's wowed me the most that's on the team. Thor not to take anything away from him. I really like seeing, seeing it. It's heartbreaking that he got injured. But... Bogosian really has wowed me the most out of all, all the new guys, which I didn't, did not think that I'd say that name the first 10, 10 games of the season. Yeah, and, and the best thing about Bogosian is just like Kachuk, he keeps the rats at bay. Like, you're not gonna, <laughs> yes. You're not going to do that bullshit when he's on the ice. Yeah, he, he did the bullshit on the back of Campbell's head. He got pushed off right away, looked back, saw who it was. He wasn't trying any bullshit. Yeah, he might go after Cousin or Dermot, whoever, but not the old man Bogosian. No way. Now, it, is there any anything else that's really catching your eye with this team? Besides the not, cold, not besides the coldness of Freddie, which you already brought up, that's a concern for me. But just the way that all the big contracts are playing right now is such a bonus. We need that to play for your money. I really, I really feel like the least depth is being shown right now. Yes. You know, you, you talk about if this was any other team, you're first line winger goes down you start to worry the least didn't miss a step actually haven't lost a game since i mean whatever overtime loss whatever you know i think that's pretty special matthews goes down the rest of the team shows up there's something going on here and it's the depth i like it i'm very happy with it that's really wowed me i knew that they were going to have depth going into it but to see that depth paying off right now and not with three weeks left to go in the season i'm happy to see that a lot yeah, and not only that, but they were predicted to be a first-place team in the North Division, uh, Stanley Cup, going for it. Not a Stanley Cup winning, but but in the mix, and they're playing like it. That's the most I can ask for as a Leaf fan. I feel confident. I've said that word multiple yeah. times. It, you know what? It, this year is a different year. And yeah. we, you know, we might replay this clip right now, but this year feels different. Yeah, it does. And I, and I love the fact that it feels different. I'm on board for it feeling different because I felt that way before it. I felt that way enough. You know, I'm loyal to this. Let's go, baby. I'm in. Oh, baby, I'm fired let's up. Go. 
Now, how 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 upset are you now? Because I, when I looked at the schedule and realized their next team's against Vancouver, Friday. I was like, okay, yeah. here's a nice test. It's like five days away. Yeah, yeah. We and then we play three in a row in Vancouver and come yeah. back. But yeah, we don't play again until Friday. So, like I said to you when we were texting earlier, seven out of eight points out west, I will take it. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? The Leafs have owned Alberta this, this time. So that's that's the name of the pod. What that's the for name? you, Chaloop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So we're gonna do we're gonna do a monthly recap. We're not doing per game, we're not doing week. Monthly recap. We'll do this again at the end of February, which is crazy to believe that we're even at the end of January. Unreal. Uh, just for the record, the Leafs play Thursday night, oh, seven Thursday? o'clock against Vancouver. Let's go, go Leafs, go. Bah, where can the good people of the nation find you? Ladies and gentlemen, besides this beautiful Leaf podcast, I've got nothing but miss, which is Raptors NBA talk with my man, Melky. We just did a new Wow I Had Mustard, which we'll be releasing soon. It had some new trivia games going on. I had an absolute blast. We have Nobody Gives a Fuck, which a new episode's coming out next month, but check out the one that uh, John and I did. And like always, I'll be able to guest on pretty much anything you guys want on this network because I'm loving it here. Love it, love it, love it. All right, um, for Ball Walker, you can find all all the good stuff, mustard, everything else. It's going to be on our Instagram feed. Every time something pops up, it's there first. If you have an opportunity, please give us a rating. We appreciate it a whole bunch. With that being said, I'm Anthony Alhefe. That's Ball Walker. Go Leafs, go. Let's go, baby. Go Leafs, go. Woo. <laughs> Fuck me, right? Peace. Go Leafs, go.